How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Okay, another week, uh, a little late, a day late, but that's fine, that's fine. Um, Ian had some unexpected stuff to attend to It happened uh, last night. Um, I didn't expect you to actually send me a picture, but that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, not sure if anyone wants to know what was going on, but... The uh, weird, the weird life of a vet tech, especially an army vet tech. Yeah, yeah, an army vet tech, and sometimes that um, entails dealing with um, messy and unpleasant situations. But enough of that, because that's not what this podcast is about. Although, if it was, we'd probably get more people listening. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I could go for I could go for hours about all the stuff about people and pets. Yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. Well, we'll wait maybe till you get out of the military, and then. That's probably a good idea, yeah, because I'll, I'm sure I'll burn some bridges there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait, wait for that. Uh, stay tuned for the uh, Vet Tech Report, uh, new <laughs> podcast with Mark and Ian. But anyway, no, this is about Batman and superheroes and a bunch and stuff like that, but mostly Batman. So today, we're back in the 1966 TV show, uh, the next four episodes, episodes... Um, 9, 10, 11, 12. It is going to be Zelda Zelda the Great, A Death Worse Than Fate. Um, those are the names of the first two episodes. And then A Riddle a Day Keeps the Riddler Away, and When the Rats Away, the Mice Will Play. Those are the four episodes we watched and are going to review. But uh, And we're also going to talk Movie Swamp as well, the movie that both uh, me and Ian watched. And then we'll also talk a little bit about the movies we've been watching throughout this week. But first... A lot of news going on. Biggest, as far as Batman goes, we have a new cast member that has joined yeah. the Matt Reeves Batman team, and that is uh, Peter Skarsgård in yeah. a yet undetermined role. So, Ian, what are your thoughts on uh, Skarsgård, or uh, Sars- Sarsgård, whatever it is, joining yeah. joining the uh, the team? No, he's he's a really good actor. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's funny that he's coming back to comic book films because we, of course, know that he was once... Uh, uh, I forget his name, Hammond in Green Lantern, whoever. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember. That's one of the few no. movies I saw. Uh, midnight, uh, midnight premiere, and I have not seen it since then. So, whatever. Uh, eight years yeah. ago, whenever it was. I have yeah, not so seen the movie count, since then. So. Yeah, people want to forget about that. But this is not a real time for him. No, I saw, like, I think the primary theory is that he's gonna be two-faced because i know his wife that. his wife ironically maggie gyllenhaal who was um Ugh. in the dark knight i like funny. him much better than her yeah that's weird but um no, much she, much better she shared a, a photo of him on uh instagram of she was helping shave his head yeah. and only half his head is shaved so a lot of people think that's two-faced could yeah, be it could uh, be I um i don't know I don't... i've seen other stuff i've seen people say holiday and calendar sure. man I've seen um, Man Bat too. Um, oh, I hadn't seen that one. That's yeah, that's I saw that one. Be interesting. There's yeah. no way Man Bat's um, gonna no, be in this movie. Now I, I can't imagine because like Man Bat's not really a villain that you like interact with. Louis Man Bat is just a villain that like Batman fights. Like so, yeah. like I mean, because the primary theory is like yeah, like it will take place in Arkham. He's gonna see a lot of the 
villains is like you don't really talk you can't talk to man bad so yeah i don't i don't see that one but it depends yeah, on it depends on how much they're going with the long halloween if they're actually sure. adapting that complete story obviously holiday calendar man would make sense right. um to be honest i could totally see calendar man i could too with, i can, I, I don't him. know if i can see two-face he like no, he's got a he's got a very distinct voice, and I just don't think it would it would work for Two Face. Yeah, he's also not that intimidating, like no. a, a physical. Which I mean, again, neither is Robert Pattinson, so that doesn't no. necessarily mean anything. And also, Colin Farrell looks nothing like the Penguin, so you know that True. doesn't mean anything. But just on the surface, two two, I I do not see Two Face. Yeah, when I when I when I think of him, um. So I, I again I don't I don't know who knows but at this point we've uh, from everything I've heard we've kind of already finished the casting as far as like the real major players. There's a lot. That, that's yeah. what I thought. That's what a lot of people were saying. A lot of things were saying after. Um, uh, who was I guess who was the last one that was? I guess Carmine. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, um, Carmine Falcone. John Turturro, yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of after that, I, a lot of stuff I was seeing was talking about how it, that this kind of rounds out the main cast but then of course now the, this announcement comes out so yeah, I don't know. You know who knows who knows but there's a lot of pieces already and that's you know maybe a little worrisome at this point cuz there's a lot of people already in this movie yeah so yeah hopefully you definitely worry about it being overcrowded but no I, I still have faith yeah um and again if it is long halloween that would be pretty awesome i just oh, finished yeah. rereading that uh, about a week ago I forget how fast of a read that is. Oh, yeah. That thing flies by. Like, it's 13 issues, but they're really not that long. And and there's so many pictures that it goes by real fast. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I I had forgotten how fast of a read that was for kind of a bigger bigger trade. Yeah, a bigger story, yeah. But, uh, yeah, obviously lends itself to the movie world pretty much perfectly. I mean, that's why... Nolan used so many pieces of it. Um, yeah, you can still use so many. Yeah, there's still a, a I mean, lot of in the, in the copy that I have of the trade, it the inch the forward is written by Christopher Nolan. Yeah, talking about talking about the book, and I think this version came out before the Dark Knight, so it's him just oh, okay. just talking about mostly Batman Begins and all the right. all the stuff. Which obviously, I mean, that's that, yeah. That's that, where that, you if if Year One and uh, Long Halloween had a baby. That's basically Batman Begins. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so again, great. I'm not opposed to using any of that because it's 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 a great. It's one of the more grounded Batman stories. Oh yeah. So I love it. You know, it totally makes sense why all these filmmakers are drawn to it. Sure. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so that's we got a new cast member there. Um. Let's see. What is some other stuff going on? There's the first look for Cheetah. For Wonder oh, really? Woman, uh, oh, I... Kristen Wiig's Cheetah, but it's not like as Cheetah. It's oh, just yeah, her as whatever the other character. So yeah, who cares? Yeah, no. I, I think yeah, I think really we're care. supposed to get a trailer next week, right? Soon, um, I think. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when it's supposed to come out. I, I think it's going to be soon. at this this uh like Brazil Comic Con. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, their their like panel is apparently yeah, like a couple there. of days away, so yeah, we'll I would assume stressed. we'll see something with that. Yeah, because it comes out of the summer. Yeah, I so. mean it's like seven months away from this movie yeah. coming out, so it's like and there's been absolutely nothing. 
Uh, but we're seeing that a lot more lately. It's weird. That's true. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I think that's probably yeah, yeah. a good thing for the most part. Um, yeah. There was a new trailer for The Crisis on Infinite Earths. We see a lot of stuff in there. We've gotten to see our first look as Kevin Conroy in there. Um, we get to hear him speak in this last trailer that came out, I think, today. Yeah, oh, one came out see. today. And uh, you get to hear him speak, which is kind of cool. He's uh, talking to, I believe, it's uh, Kate Kane. Um, there, There's a shot of Superman dead with the flag, or with the uh, cape, like tattered cape as a flag thing. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it, says, I... it says Lex Luthor kills Superman. So, you oh, know, okay. again, th this is all the uh, million different earths, whatever is going on. Right, right. Um, we get to see Brandon Ralph Superman talk. So I don't know. Some interesting stuff. Ultimately don't really care about any of the shows, but no. I think this will at least be fun. It, it, it'll be yeah, worth it like, just uh, like for I'm... all the people that are in it just to see what everyone gets to do all the cameos and all it's it's worth it just, it, just it's kind of like it's kind of like the expendables of like the dc kind of tv like era of yeah. like you're just going to see all the heavy hitters on the screen <laughs> together for the first time it's like you don't care yeah, about the yeah, plot yeah. or the acting like yeah I, like i'm literally just gonna like if it doesn't have any of the like tom welling um Brennan Ralph or freaking Kevin Conroy, all those guys. Like, if it's just the uh, current CW people, I'm fast forwarding. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't care less. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, if it was Batwoman, I, I I can't watch any. And if there's a scene of a Batwoman being like snarky or like condescending to freaking Kevin Conroy, I will lose my mind. <laughs> like, you're you're Batman abandoned, like something like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not having this. Well, uh, everyone will be able to hear all our thoughts on this in next week's episode because this happens uh, this weekend. I think it's to, yeah. I think Sunday. Yes, is Sunday, the first, yeah. First episode. Yep. So, uh, so that's gonna happen. Um, and I'm sorry, Ian. I have restarted watching Arrow. Oh boy, I mean, you're, why are you apologizing to me? You're the one who's gonna go through the heartbreak again. That's true. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I've had a very interesting relationship with the TV show Arrow. Started off, it's season one. At one, I watched first episode of season one live on CW on TV, eight o'clock on Wednesday. I started from the beginning. And Ian, can you name how many shows can you name that you literally started live from the very first episode? Oh boy, uh, the most recent one would be Game of Thrones, but I don't. I don't know many more other than that. Like you watched that on HBO, like Sunday night, the first time it aired. Oh yeah, dude, I, I was on board yeah. as soon as the first picture of Sean Bean with the giant sword <laughs> came out. I was there. I'm not these. I'm not these bandwagoners who came on the third season. No, right, but yeah, right. like other than that, not many. I know. I was trying to think of one for me because, like, even my favorite shows, like Psych, I didn't even start watching live till like season six. Community, yeah, Spart I didn't start Spartacus, watching live. I didn't catch till later. The community I didn't start watching live till season four. Like all, um, you know, most of my Smallville I didn't watch at all until it was over. Um, like so, you know, I I couldn't even I can't even think of another show. Yeah. That I started with the very first episode. Yeah. But um, first season of Arrow is one of the greatest TV seasons of all time. It's incredible. It's not Green Arrow, but it's amazing. Right. Um, and season uh, the second season was awesome too. Third season just literally it hung itself and died. And I watched all through seasons one through three because seasons one and two were so good. I kept waiting on season three to turn around. Yeah. Um, 
Never did. It was just Batman done horribly. And yeah. well, I mean, which it kind of always was. But uh, there's a lot of Batman. It it is. That's really all. That's really what it always has been. But um, so uh, then I tried season four, quit after like the first half, and that was when I was done. Yeah. Didn't get back into it till in like near the end of season six, because I had a buddy who said no, season five was much better, and it is. It's better than three and four, but it's still not great. But it's it's right. fine. And then I did get through season six, kind of limped through it a little bit. And then season seven, I watched like the first couple episodes live and it was like, yeah, I don't care anymore. And I still don't really care. But because this whole crisis thing's happening and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to finish this stupid show that I started from the beginning just just to be done and just to catch all the way up with it. So I'm like halfway through season seven. I'm actually just past the crossover episodes from last year. Oh, wow. It's not great, but it's at least watchable so much, and it's it's great being able to skip forward whenever certain people are talking. That that's a big that's, help. That's yeah, that's very needed. Um. Anyway, but uh, okay. So that's enough of that. And then another big piece of news that came out yesterday. Do you know about uh, about this about this, Ian? Depends. I Give mean, me we're hint. we're talking about the TV show now in this episode. Uh-huh. Burt Ward. Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Oh, I didn't hear about that. This is awesome. So about time. Burt Ward is getting uh, uh, his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's going to be the ah. 2683rd star. Um, they're going to do it on January 9th, and his star will be next to Adam West. Oh, perfect. I'm which glad. is yeah. awesome. You got to have that, yeah. It is awesome. Uh, it's actually going to be next to Adam West, which is also next to Bob Kane's. Oh, even so, better. So they're all they're all grouped together, which is which is fantastic. Perfect. Good for him. So awesome for Burt Ward, who's gonna be in this crisis on Infinite. I, Earths yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll play for him as well. I won't fast forward for him. <laughs> oh, of course not. Of course not. He's a boy, no. boy wonder. Um, which and there's another funny thing we'll talk about in the show. Every single time anyone mentions Robin in the show, they always say Robin the boy wonder. Yeah, Every was, single time. <laughs> I noticed that a lot with these episodes. I was like, what? <laughs> Which is great. But uh, anyway, so that's that's big news as well. Um, all some right. News. Some other stuff. Uh, let's see. Some non-Batman news. Because I guess, I guess that's really all the Batman news. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you want to get into next, Ian? Because there, there's still uh, uh, several other things to talk about. And most of them there's Star Wars quick... related. And no, I, I take that right, back. There's... All of them Star Wars. Wait, no, there's one that's not. Um, apparently, uh, the Boys Season 2 trailer has come out. No way. Now, to be fair, Already? I just saw that right now. I have not watched it. But it, apparently... Okay, well, I'll have to watch that Oh, later. that's what it was. It was the, the trailer was leaked. But but then Amazon Ooh. officially released it after it leaked. Oh, um, I'm going to check this, that out. It leaked during the Comic Con in Brazil, which is going on right now. Wow. Well, dude, they they I mean, they, they, apparently they've already greenlit a third season. It just shows you the freaking response to the first yeah. season. Like, oh, that season was great. Like, I'm glad you. Oh, it's, uh, it's I'm it's glad great. you watched it and uh, mentioned it because I yeah I enjoyed it a lot. It it makes you feel horrible, but but it's very oh, fun oh to watch. it does yeah the, um, the comics even crazier yeah. Let's see. So far, so in some footage in there, there's a uh, blood-soaked Homelander, plus uh, the boys all reuniting for some very grisly, grisly stuff. Um, they show the deep, 
let's see, The Deep, Black Noir, and Queen Maeve all make appearances in the trailer. And apparently it's very gory. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense. And then there's the first look at uh, the uh, Bulldog Terror. Billy Butcher's uh, oh, Bulldog. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a Bulldog. Can be seen in that as well. So that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Of course, there's a pretty big cliffhanger at the end oh, yeah. of the first season with the reveal that Homelander, yeah, Butcher's uh, wife is still alive and yeah. raising the son of Homelander. So, yeah. you know, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what all what all happens with... Uh, with that, but anyway, so that, that that's I guess pretty big news with that. Yeah, yeah. There were there were two quick things I wanted to touch on. Um, one I wanted to get over quickly, but I feel like we have to at least acknowledge it. I don't know if you saw, but apparently now even sub is getting behind the release of Snyder Cut. Wait, I'm uh, sorry, you, you cut off right when you were explaining what? Uh, say that again. Oh, so freaking Subway sandwiches, you know, Subway the restaurant mm-hmm. is now. Uh, getting behind the release of Snyder cut wave. <sighs> they're like, they're care. doing some promotion where don't care. I know they're like offering like a charity and, um, yeah, so that's been making the rounds, but no, I want to ask if you saw the interview that, uh, Henry Cavill did lately talking about, like he was asked about toxic fandoms. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I mean, I heard about an interview. I heard about him talking about the Snyder cut being like, I have no idea. Oh, not that, no, of that. No. but other than that, um, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, I'll have to send it to you. It's a really great interview. Um, he's doing like press for The Witcher, you know, that Netflix TV right, show right. that's based on the book um, and the popular game series. Sure. And uh, the interviewer asked him about like how he feels about all the toxic fans that seem to be popping up more and more lately. And he just gave like the best response ever. I always liked Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me like him even more. He he said he's like he's like well they're not tax. He's like they're not toxic. They're if anything passionate. He's like. And you can understand that, you know, where you have all these source materials that are being adapted that have been beloved for years and years, and these people care a lot about them, and then they see them being handled in ways they don't like, so of course they voice their displeasure. And he's like, he's like, fans have a right to say that they don't like something. He's like, they're not wrong at all. And it was like, the best response ever. Yeah. Um, so so hats off to Henry Cavill, because he is, he is the truest guy out there right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Need more like him. Okay, so now we got to get into Star Wars talk. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about with Rise of Skywalker. I mean, a bunch of stuffs come out, but oh, it's mostly well, but it's mostly the same stuff. Well, is is we've gotten confirmation that pretty much all the leaks we've been talking about and hearing they're pretty much true. Well, like, at least a, a, at least a big plot point out, great, of, but, out of the leaks. But yes. but you can tell that the sources that gave that plot point are true then, and then therefore you can kind of go down list and sure theorize what else might be true. But it's is yeah, it's like we're not getting false information. Granted, we got so much because there's so many different cuts, but we definitely know that some of them are, are in fact true. So it's not like it's yeah. all, you know, being made up or whatever. It it looks that way with the uh, confirmation of the Sith dagger or whatever the hell it is. Which looks terrible. It, it looks okay. A bunch of people have talked about how bad it looks. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Oh, it. Well, that's not true, but I know exactly what I think it is. It looks right. like a discarded prop. From like the fourth season of Power Rangers. That's what everyone says. It looks like freaking something that's going to summon the Dragazord or whatever. Yeah, it looks like a Power Rangers weapon. Blunted. It looks, like, it looks like just a big piece of plastic. It, it uh, looks like they, yeah. it looks like they made a knife out of like a piece of the Death Star. Like, <laughs> like what? 
Oh, uh, they probably did. That's probably what it's going to end up being. Who knows? Yeah, some dumb crap like that. Yeah. Um, and then the whole thing with writing on it and all that stuff, yeah. and it's yeah. basically just this giant MacGuffin for, the, MacGuffin for, for the second act of the movie. And that's all it is. Uh, woohoo! Okay, who cares? Um, th- again, th- enough people have talked about this film way more than us. We don't really have to say much more, right? Um, about it, even though we we want to, but we anyway. will. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we definitely will. It comes out two weeks now, and oh boy, it's gonna be so much fun uh, and, and sad because all this stuff will be over, and I've enjoyed it. But it has been fun. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Apparently, there's some more stuff on actually the movie with like, uh, the filmmakers talking about how um they knew the ending was coming into place and other crap like that of Disney trying to talk about like how everything's been going to plan, which oh, shut up. Yeah. is no. not true. And no. everybody knows it. <laughs> Nobody believes it. Uh, JJ Abrams talking about how there's been no test screenings and all this stuff is just, Oh, it's great. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've yeah. enjoyed it. Um, okay. Forget about all that stuff. Cause it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but Another thing with Star Wars, The Mandalorian has been out now. We're through Episode 5. Episode 5 came out today as we're recording this on Friday. And um, I've been watching it from the start, but Ian just jumped on now. Um, a little late. He missed the first train. Had to wait on the second one. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, before we talk about anything else, Ian, what are your thoughts on The Mandalorian? Because I've talked about it a little bit. I've enjoyed yeah. the show. I, I like most of the stuff that they're doing. So, what what are your thoughts? Uh, as I like someone it. who's not oh. a Star Wars fan, I am a Star Wars fan. I'm you just are not, not as, a Star Wars fan. I am a Star. I'm not just. I'm just not as much as you, and I'm a lot pickier about what I'm a fan of. But anyway, um, I like it. I don't love it. Um, what a I surprise! Uh, no, I mean, again, I want to. I want to love it because there's a lot I do love about it. Uh, I love the look. Well, I, love... I don't really want to hear you talk about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on! I don't want you uh, to make me not like it. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, like um, I've like, I've avoided. There's been so many videos of the things Mandalorian has missed out on, all this other stuff, and I'm like, no, oh, I'm shit. not watching any of this. I don't want to know what are all the problems with the show. No, really, like I I didn't have any problems until the last two episodes. The last two episodes, I wasn't a huge fan of, especially this last one. Um, this last one, I, I have some stuff to say. Yeah. Um. Because, like, uh, initially, I liked, because it's weird. They're 30-minute episodes. They're very kind of episodic. There's not yeah. a really running uh, drama or narrative other now, than Baby Yoda. Now, one thing I want to I wanna cut in for a second. I was thinking about that sure. a lot watching the episode today. I was like, yeah, this definitely. really just seems it, like missing each it. episode's. But I like that. Yeah, it, I mean, too. It, it changed, and I, I was thinking, oh, there's not, like, this big overall. And I was like, that. There doesn't need to be. TV didn't always have to have that. Sure. You can have TV that's just weekly episodes of stuff. And and to be yeah. honest, I don't mind that once I thought about it. Like, that is TV. We're yeah. so spoiled now with these big movie-like Yeah, they're just long TV movies. Show. Like, we don't have yeah. TV shows anymore. That's they're, they're all just these long-form movies. Yeah. And this is actually following a lot of the stability or the a lot of the the whatever you want to call it the patterns of of an actual tv show and it's just taking you through kind of this world and this character and 
I I actually like that. Uh, the show doesn't just have to be one giant story yeah. that each episode is. Yeah, no, I I like that too. Um, but yeah, I think definitely this last episode. I think it, it, like yeah, because again, I don't mind the self-contained adventure per episode, but this one just didn't feel like as needed or like as important. Uh, this felt yeah. like your typical side quest that like, you would get in a video game. Or um, well, that's what I thought about the last the episode from last week. That one, that one too. Yeah, um, and the, and the other problem with that one is that uh, a weird thing John Favreau has done a couple of times now, where he's taken a story from an episode of Clone Wars and just redone it somewhere else. So the last episode, the one where they're protecting the village, was literally like shot for shot from an episode of Clone Wars. Uh, and then he did that with... Well, episode. that makes sense with Dave Filoni being the other show. That too. But then, like, yeah, John Favreau, like, there's an element in Iron Man 3, which I'm not going to talk about, um, which was taken directly from an episode of Clone Wars that John Favreau was involved with. So it's like, it's weird that he keeps doing that, but... um. But yeah, like some people complained that episode four was getting like SJW. I'm like, I'm like, not yet. I'm like, there. I mean, there's some little like, eh, no, kind of roll no, your eyes I, stuff. I don't, I don't agree. But there, there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't like anything like, like worth complaining about. Like, tr- trust me, we'll say when it gets there. If it gets there, hopefully it doesn't. But that was not the case. But no, I really like the first three episodes. Um, I, I didn't mind the, the, these last two. Um, I love freaking the Mandalorian. I love his look. Yeah. I love his character. I love Pedro Pascal. Even though you don't see his face, I don't care. It's great. I hope we never um, see again, his face. Again, I love how... I do too. As soon as um, we see his face, keep... it loses everything. Exactly. And they keep hinting at it, so I'm worried. I'm like, no, no, I'm no, no. Worried no. Fine. Well, they didn't hint at it until that uh, episode from last week. And then, then I was like, oh, no, 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 don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, they keep they keep making such a big deal, like so you never take oh, their helmet yeah, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But yes, they never take their helmets off. That's the whole point, even though they do in right. Clone Wars. But right, that's right, kind right. of a misstep. But anyway, yeah, it's a little. Um, but yeah, so it's like uh, I, I really like it. I like how it actually feels like we're exploring different parts of the Star Wars universe, other than just you know Empire rebels, freaking Jedi, and like stormtroopers. Like even though we have like all those stuff, like you know here it's right. yeah you're exploring the underworld. We actually have alien races that actually talk. Like right. in the new movie, it's like none of the aliens are like characters. Like, well, none of the aliens are actual aliens we've ever seen in Star Wars either. Yeah, well, I mean, granted, because they're always bringing in new ones, but yeah, it's nice that we see like species we've seen before, but right. like back. Like it was great that in this episode we we saw the freaking Tuscan Raiders again. How, how okay. cool was that? I have one thing to say about this. Oh, oh. I was mad, and I even paused it before they said anything, and I was like, they better not call them freaking Tuscan Raiders. Oh. And they did. And I was very disappointed. What should it be called? The same people? Yes. Okay. They were never called Tuscan Raiders until the prequels. So oh, you totally, like the prequels. I, no, I know. That's not the problem. But in um uh, in uh, um A New Hope, which I hate calling it that, in Star yeah. Wars, yeah. they they call them sand people. And right. so at this point, that is what they're known as to the people of Tatooine. Like that's even though they're technically Tuscan Raiders, at that point nobody refers to them as Tuscan Raiders anymore. I see what you're saying. So yeah, it's like yeah. and this is taking place after all that. Yeah. So I was just kind of it's like that seems like a more formal thing from before when there was more order and stuff, and now they're just sand people. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I that I was that one thing kind of bugged me. I was like, yeah, they would probably call them sand people. But I, no, I get that because like I would do stuff with you know when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I'll I'll be nitpicky like about stuff like that too. So no, I get it. Yeah, but at the same time, these are two characters that aren't from this planet, so then sure. maybe they would prefer. So you know, I mean, you could look at both ways, but I would have liked to see them called Sand People, especially because the entire point in this episode was the oh yeah, remember that 
That's what I yeah. want to call this episode. It was the, yeah. oh yeah, remember that episode. Yeah, because it was written by Dave Filoni and directed and, by yeah. him. Um, so there's definitely a lot of, I mean, the, when they first said they're going back to Mos Eisley, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, we're going back to Nostalgiaville, but not too like, much. I like, and, and I like all of that, but yeah. this episode, I mean, it was like every line of dialogue was yeah. like just a straight up line from the original trilogy at some point, like every yeah. single little thing. I mean, the, the, uh, I don't know what her name was, but the, 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 the girl or the lady that was fixing the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's was... constantly was saying things just straight from Luke in the first movie. Which yeah, is like, like fine, but when it's too many, it starts to just be like, okay, this is, yeah, it's just a little bit too on the nose. And I'm all for the nostalgia stuff and everything. As soon as they said Moss Eisley and we're going to Tatooine, I was like, oh, finally, a planet that I actually know because we have yeah, not been cool. told a single planet so far. Yeah, we, this, we like, um, you know, we didn't see what happened to them after like you know Return of the Jedi. So it's kind of right, cool right, to right. See. No, I like that a lot. And even yeah. even um when he was going back into the the cantina, the same cantina, I was like, oh, part yeah, of me yeah. was like, oh, that's maybe a little much. But I was like, no, nah, that makes sense. That that would still they, be there, and every, and that yeah, would they, be the place to go. Like that, all that stuff fit very organically. They walked the line. The dialogue was the part that to me felt kind of forced. Call yeah. Back. What I think the problem is that I like Dave Filoni. He obviously knows and loves Star Wars, but I think. Like, I mean, because all he's ever done is animated work. I think right. he should be, like, an advisor and then John Favreau handle the actual writing and, like, directing aspect. Because, like, the two actors in this episode, the mechanic chick and then the other young bounty hunter, they were not good actors. No, like, they it weren't. Stood out. No, they, like, they were very bad. Especially the mechanic chick, you can tell she does a lot of theater because, like, she opens her <laughs> mouth a lot and she over-enunciates and, like, yeah. when she's talking with the droids, like, it was just very theatrical and... I guarantee, like, they're, like, friends of Dave Filoni, because, like, I've never seen them in anything. They just felt out of place, but, um, yeah, it's like, that. I definitely know that. Um, I agree. But, again, I, I love, freaking The Mandalorian. Um, I like to see, like, because I like a lot of the characters. I want to see Werner Herzog back. Oh, I, yeah, of, of course. I want to see, um, uh, Carl Weathers back, and I, and I like Gina Carano's character a lot, even though I didn't like the episode. Yeah. So I definitely want to see her back. Um, yeah, so I just want to see a little bit more, um, I don't know. Not, not like again. We don't need to have just one narrative the the rest of the season. But I would like a little more like reoccurring stuff, like not yeah. just new planet, new people every episode. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I, yeah. I I completely agree. Um, but even with that all said, it was still fun. There hasn't oh. been a a fully bad episode. No. Yet they've all been at least enjoyable. Like I would rewatch these last two episodes, even even though they sure. weren't perfect. Like they're... yeah, if, if I was go back and rewatching the season, yeah, like I wouldn't skip them. Be like oh, I can't. Yeah. And and the action's still good enough. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's getting it's an interesting look at just different things. Like even with this episode, it was you know, the whole bounty hunters double crossing all that stuff. It's like yeah, that's the way it is. Like it feel yeah. it feels like it fits. The action fits. Um, uh, we got to see a Mandalorian riding a dewback, just like that's in the cool. holiday special with Boba Fett. Oh God. Um. So a call back to that I with uh, that. with that. Um. And of course, other lines like him saying, "He's no good. He's no good to us, dead," or "She's no good to us, dead." Oh yeah, straight up line from Boba Fett to Darth Vader in Empire. Um, so again, but that that's the whole episode is just nostalgia, dialogue, and nostalgia places and stuff like that. But um, which is you yeah. know, which is I which will is say after fine. 
Yeah, after this episode, I don't want Dave Filoni directing. I want him yeah, yeah, consulting and producing. Like, yeah, I want to bring back whoever the chick who did the third episode, who's doing Obi Wan. Yeah, she was, yeah, that she was, was great. great. That was a great uh, I think John Favreau did the first one, right? Uh, he did. Yeah, so that I mean, definitely have too. him do more. <laughs> Although that's another news. Uh, Ryan Johnson apparently wants to direct. An uh-huh, episode yeah, of... no, 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 no. That's not news. That's not anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nothing. Nope, that's nope, not going to nope, happen. Um, I don't care how good Knives Out is. Right. Anyway. So that I guess that kind of does it for news now. There's yeah. a lot of news. We spent a half an hour on news. Oh, God. So this is going to be another long episode. We try. <laughs> we do try. Um, anyway, hopefully nothing happens between now and next week, and there's yeah. not a lot of news to talk about other than Crisis. Watch when the whole freaking Batman script will get leaked online. Like, oh, no. Yeah, the first show. And doesn't Star Wars come out next week? It does. It comes out in Japan next week. Yeah, they, yeah, that early, uh, the early start the sixteenth. Yeah, which is so dumb. No, 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 no. It starts in Japan next week. Like earlier than. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no. The the like it 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 comes out in theaters a week early in Japan. Oh okay. Which seems yeah. like the dumbest thing ever. I mean, the freaking foreign countries always get our movies first, which makes no sense. So now we're like, gonna know everything about the movie before it even comes out. That's fine. Is, uh, well, we already do. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but but at this point it's still fun because now it's like okay, you can go in and be like, all right, how many things are right? None. <laughs> I can already tell you, none are gonna be right. No, I mean right from the leaks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's how many? How, how many of the leaks are gonna be right? Like, yeah, it's that, like Star Wars Bingo. Yeah. That, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> oh, we should do that. We, we should, should bingo totally cards. do that. Let's do that. <laughs> all right. We're definitely doing that. We're making bingo <laughs> cards with all the leak information. And we're just crossing every time something happens. We're totally doing that. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, we need more people need to do that. We need to put that on Twitter. Oh, we do need to put. All that's right. Gonna be so much fun. We need to make. We need to make this and put one together and then put. Yeah, it we need on to make a card. Yeah. This is a great idea. Oh yeah, we need to send that to Doomcock or somebody. That's brilliant. Oh, I have no idea how to do this, but I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out too. All right. So look for that on Twitter. <laughs> We're making Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, uh, leaked information bingo. We'll we'll shorten that name somehow. But um, oh, that's a great yeah. idea. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh, this movie's great. Okay, so finally done with news. We got movie stuff to talk about now. Um, one of the things we we did talk about doing is we're gonna do our top ten films total for the decade. We did our top. Uh, film for each year of the decade and then we're going to do our overall top 10 films now um we're not going to talk that talk about that today we'll talk about that in one of the next episodes um the next couple of weeks probably i don't know probably next week uh because the next one is going to be freaking uh star wars so yeah probably probably next week but anyway uh so i know i've already made mine i know you haven't made yours yet ian so but i already said i had to split mine into two different categories because there was too many super movies that came out yeah, I might do that too. During this decade, there's just been too many that I can't. Yeah. I can't fit them in to an overall top ten. So yeah. I just split mine into superhero movies and non-superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. And I have a top ten superheroes and top ten non-superheroes. So. Okay. Uh, that's what we'll talk about probably next week. But for this week, we got to talk movie swap now. I watched Prisoners, and Ian watched the Thanksgiving classic Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So, Ian. What do you think about the greatest Thanksgiving movie ever made? Uh, I don't know if you saw my review or not on Letterboxd. Um, I gave my quick uh, opinion about it. It is the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not joking. 
this is my nightmare just uh, uh, completely visualized and come to life <laughs> like because like not only i mentioned uh del griffith who's great you know john candy um recipes god is so good um man it's he, literally I, he literally died in 1994 oh man yeah it's been that long um, god yeah you, you miss him every day um True. no he, freaking del griffith his character was literally my bunk mate in basic training uh only he wasn't like lovable and he was like a crazy evangelical christian like like scream at you crazy type of christian yeah, but he yeah but he was literally Dale Griffith to a T, like just completely oblivious to everyone else around him. Like he, like, <laughs> cause he was on the top bunk. Like, right. Uh, like I picked the bottom bunk, but then I saw who my bunk mate was. He was like this giant 280 pound guy. I'm like, Oh God. And sure enough, he'd be doing this weird routines in the middle of the night. It just reminds me of the scene when they're in the, <laughs> the hotel together. And he was like trying to clear his sciences and like, you know, like chewing his nails and doing all this stuff. And it's like, again it's like they have no idea it just doesn't occur to them that something like this would be annoying right and then when you call them out on it they're like oh well, why are you so mean it's like what no it's like <laughs> like i'm literally neil page like i just i i completely like sympathize with his character the whole movie and then just like i hate being like being away being stuck somewhere like completely like i, I love i hate not having a car mm-hmm. and being dependent like yeah. i have to be able to leave when i want to and stuff like Cause like uh, we, me and my buddy went to Italy one time for my 24th birthday when I was in the army in Germany. And uh, like we went there and it like nothing went right on this trip. Like everything went wrong. Like transportation, <laughs> we paid like quadruple what we initially, you know, we're supposed to, it took us a full like 24 hours to get to where we needed to. And even then it wasn't good. Like, so that reminded me of this movie, but then yeah, taking that nightmare of a roommate or bunkmate from basic and being trapped with him on that trip is like literally paint plane trains and automobiles. But, uh, but no, it's, I mean, it's freaking John Hughes and, and freaking, um, Steve Martin. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's hilarious. Um, uh, yeah. It's like, cause I totally forgot that John Hughes directed it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is the most John Hughes like movie I've ever seen. It's got all the people from Ferris Bueller. Yep. You have all these cameos. It's freaking Chicago. Like you just have like all these, like, um, john hughes like mannerisms and stuff i'm like what and then they're like the the chris come i'm like oh of course it's directed by him um <laughs> but no it was it was hilarious it's like i i and again it's like i'm hearing all these lines i've heard millions and millions of times like oh my dogs are barking today um and i'm like oh it came from this movie um and then i even watched on youtube there's like all these deleted scenes and they're hilarious like i watched one deleted scene of when they get like the airplane food on the on the flight and you know, you're crappy <laughs> airplane food i don't know if you've ever seen it before but it's yes, hilarious yes i have <laughs> like i couldn't stop laughing just again just john candy sells it. and that's no the has... guy and and the other guy in the aisle is the guy from home alone you're right i knew i knew him from somewhere I was another like, john hughes movie exactly yeah yes and there's which there's john so candy's many... in as well yeah there, there's so oh and talk about my one of my favorite cameos of all time and one of my favorite lines of all time <laughs> yeah we, we sold over 600 copies in chicago no sheboygan <laughs> <laughs> big big real real big in sheboygan <laughs> yeah. that is but great it was, it was great I, I mean being able to see a john hughes movie that i haven't seen before is is a treat so. and and we got to talk about the best one of the best cameos of all time planes oh. trains and automobiles beginning of the movie beginning of the movie 
Is it the freaking dad from Ferris Bueller? No, when he's chasing after the taxi. Oh, yeah. It's freaking Kevin Bacon. Yeah, what was that about? (laughs) Kevin Bacon had just filmed uh, one of John Hughes' other movies. Oh, shoot. What was the name of it? It was... um... Uh, it was it was one that it was a she's having a baby. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, which is what's a movie he directed just before this, or, or it was around the same time. Like they were working on that one and this, and uh, and so he was just kind of around. Like they had just finished that, and so he he kind of had said, "If you need me f- to do anything, I'll be happy to 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 do something." And he was around, and so they put him in the movie as the taxi, the guy who uh, Neil is trying to catch a taxi with yeah yeah what is so random <laughs> which is it is so random but it's great <laughs> it's great but um, no it's it hilarious i mean god yeah. yeah this movie i mean i had you watch dumb and dumber last week uh right. you talk about two movies like two comedies that are just expertly written and yeah. j- and just jokes that are just tremendously funny and yeah Oh man, I don't even know what if I have a favorite part. Like, there's so many parts that are that are like some of my favorites. I mean, the first night when they're when they wake yeah. up sleeping together in the yeah. bed. Well, because like, what I love about that, what I love about that is like you know they both freak out, right? And then they instantly do like the guy thing where like, how about those bears? Like, yeah, they're really good. Right. I'm like, because I was thinking if you did that today, like if you did that today, John Candy's character would be so over the top. He'd be like. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like, like he, they just wouldn't make him believable. Whereas, like, even though he's this ridiculous human being, you can still believe he exists. Right. Because, um, like, I don't know if you remember that movie Due Date with a. Uh, I never saw Robert, it. I know what it right? is. It was, yeah, it's basically, it's this movie, but remade. But, like, Zach Galifianakis is basically, you know, John Candy's character, but he's not likable. He's, like, he's an asshole. Like, it's not believable. Yeah. Like, and that's what this movie did so well. Like, that you can't do nowadays. Yeah, but when they're just sitting there and the camera just pans all the way across the bed, and then he's just <laughs> sitting there, you see Dell just kiss him on the, on the <laughs> ear, and he's like, "Why did you kiss me on the ear?" He's just like, "Dell, where is your hand?" It's like it's between, between two pillows. pillows. Those aren't pillows. Like just, oh, it's so funny. Uh, that oh, part when they're when the car gets well first when they're when they're driving the wrong way. Oh my god! Yeah. That, that's one of my favorite scenes of all oh, time. Of when when the other people are like, "They're gonna kill someone!" <laughs> like you're going the wrong way. They're like, "What do you say?" He said we're going the wrong way. It's like, how do they know where they're uh, where we're going? Yeah, how do they know where we're going? <laughs> Thank you. And they're like, and John Candy's like doing like the drinking thing. Like, oh, that's so funny. And then then they just turn and the two semis are and they're like, "We're going oh the wrong god. way!" Like that is just so brilli- brilliantly done. But oh, after yeah. all that, and then the the car burns, and then oh. they're driving the burnt husk of the car down the <laughs> highway, and the and then Michael McKean pulls is him over. Yeah, 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 Michael McKean is the trooper and pulls him yeah, over. Yeah, I totally was... forgot he was in this movie, and, and then he's just like, "You have any idea how fast you're going?" He's like, "Uh, no, no, not really, officer. Uh, our uh, speedometer, it's it's melted, <laughs> melted off. Actually, all the instruments have have melted off. Um, the radio, but." but the radio works of all things, and it's just just the, hit him talking to the cop during that yeah, scene is just talk, so funny. Talk himself into a hole. Yeah. Oh, it's it's hilarious, but yeah. yeah, I mean it's nonstop quotes this whole movie. Um, oh. Obviously, his freak out scene <laughs> in in the airport 
at the rental car. Oh, Grace. Yeah. With yeah, with Grace from uh from Ferris Bueller. Bueller and Oh my gosh. You know that's the whole reason the movie is rated R. It's the I was gonna only say, R thing in the entire movie. Yeah, it's like, the he's only just, thing. Like, when he first starts like dropping them, I'm like, how many could they get away with back then? And then he keeps like dropping them. I'm like, okay, this has to be R. And I was like, yep. but the, none of the rest of the movie like, nope. you know, qualifies. And then you re- you learn why just that scene. And this is not done anymore. Nowadays, yep. if a movie's going to go R, there's like, all right, well, we're rated Every R. Minute, Might as yeah. well make it R. It's like, no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with anything. The ratings shouldn't yep, matter yep. with all that stuff. It's yep, just. Yeah, so when a scene like that happens, like, there's so much more weight to it. Right. And, of course, and a bunch of, you know, the studio is like, well, you can just lose that scene and then we can just do PG 13 and everything. And Johnny is like, no, this is like, <laughs> the most important scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's it's the culmination of of everything, and it's just oh, it is so wonderful. And who can't identify with? Yeah, with... I've, I've been in that situation, almost identical. <laughs> it's awful. And it's one of those times when you know, most of the time, when you see something like that happen in a movie, or, or when you not not even in a movie, but like when stuff like that happens, you're just like, oh, what a dick, you know, yeah. that type of thing. But in this, you you don't feel that way at all. You're like, yeah, like, if anybody went through what he did, like, I mean, it would take me half of like what he went through to like lose my mind. Like, I'd be awful to be around. Yeah, um, I looked it up because I was wondering how much money this trip cost, and uh, apparently, adjusted for inflation. I think it was a total for both of them. It was like around $4,000. I was going to say, that's literally what me and my friends spent to Italy. Like, we ended up, we were supposed to spend like 1000 and we ended up spending like over like 3000 It was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that that was that's adjusted for inflation. But like right, with right. all the extra stuff and everything, oh, yeah. it's uh, almost like a 4000 trip between a dollar trip between the two of them. So. I, I believe it. <laughs> Definitely wasn't cheap, that's for sure. But, uh... Anyway, so this movie it obviously came out. It came out in 1987. It's got a 3.8 score on Letterbox, which to me is a little low. I'm surprised I so too. it didn't get. Off. No, what do you mean you're surprised? You gave it a three and a half. Well, that's what you did. No, I did not. You did. No, I gave four stars. Did you really? Yeah. All right. Did you change it? Uh, I might have, but quiet. Uh, <laughs> then I was well, I was vastly wrong. It happens yeah. with it with but... it with before. Um, but you're the worst as far as being stingy with with rating movies. Oh please! I Give Dumb and Dumber thing. a three and a half. It's like One it's of the greatest comedies me... of all time. Yeah, but it's hard for me to rate comedies because, like, a movie wise, how am I gonna give Dumb and Dumber like the same score I give like like Dunkirk? You it know, what? doesn't matter. <laughs> that does not matter. That's not the way scores work. Yeah, to to me, it's like is it funny or not? Yes, it's, it's they're both definitely funny. Uh, it's not funny. It's not getting above a three. Oh, you're the worst. Um. Anyway, so that's the thing. This movie has a 7.6 on IMDb. It's got a 93% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% audience rating. Um, and then just a couple of figures with this. It came out um, like right at Thanksgiving 1987, which makes sense. It had a $30 million budget, and it made uh, around $50 million. So it really didn't make all that much money, which is kind of surprising. For that time period, but um, yeah. So that's just a few things with planes, trains, and automobiles. All right. Well, now I want to hear your thoughts on Prisoners. All right. So I watched Prisoners. This is a movie I remember when it came out. I really didn't have any interest in it. Sure. It was just kind of, oh, okay. And then, um, but I've heard, you know, obviously a bunch of good stuff was was said about it. So it's been one that I've been meaning to watch, 
now for a little while, and then, of course, you made me watch it from last week, and, uh, boy, talk about a movie that's just depressing. Um, it is, yeah. From start to finish, straight pretty up much, depressing. It's pretty much, like, rainy or, like, cloudy the whole movie. It is, which, obviously, that's part of, that's part of the point. Um, yeah. man, especially just after watching Joker a couple of months ago, it's just one of those movies where you're just like, man, yeah, this is yeah, just... Yeah. And man, everyone sucks, and this just, you know, everything's just bad and, and it's got better down Joker, and everything. Sure. Well, it's a better movie than Joker. Oh, That's well, without God, yeah. saying. That doesn't even matter. But um, obviously, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, the two leads. Um, I, I've never been a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. It's great. But he's really good in this movie. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman's, I, I don't think I've seen it, him bad in anything. I He's haven't great. liked all of his movies, but I don't think sure. I've ever seen him not good in a movie. No. No, no. Um, and then uh, the Riddler is in it. Yeah, Paul. Paul Dano I forgot about that. It. Yeah, Paul Dano. Um, uh, and then Viola Davis and Terrence Howard are in it. Yeah, small roles here. Yeah. And then some of the other. I didn't really know most of the other. Oh, uh, the uh, David Desmolchin, um is in it, and I don't think I recognize any other names necessarily. Yeah. Uh, several other people you've seen in other movies, but. Uh, yeah, so this is a movie, obviously, about Hugh Jackman and, or, uh, Hugh Jackman and, um, Maria Bello, and then, uh, Terrence Howard and Viola Davis, each of their youngest daughters is, is kidnapped, and the whole movie is just the family, and mostly Hugh Jackman, just going insane, trying to find... Trying to find his kids. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is the detective who's trying to track him down as well. Now tell me. Another twist. movie. Pretty oh. pretty simple premise. It but is. they're able to stretch this very complex movie out of it. Yeah, they did. Now tell me, did you see the twist coming? Um, I mean, I guess not. Yeah, I didn't either. No. Um, now, nah, the ending of the movie is something I thought was, it was okay. Really? It didn't make any sense. At all. None of it. None of it made any sense. The what? the mom being the kid. None of that made sense. Like it just. I, I still don't know why any of this happened. Like they tried to explain it with, oh, we're, we're told by God or some something well, in I mean, there. They're crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, like, yeah. That's... But but none of it really made any sense. But you know, it was just oh, we kidnap kids every now and then. Well, that's what people. Some people do. Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess. The better twist was the fact that um, Alex Jones was the kidnapped kid that they oh, talked yeah, about yeah. earlier. That was yeah. the better twist. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, that's, that, that, like, I count that as part of it. Like, that's half of it. Like, yeah, him not being the actual kidnapper. Because, yeah, the whole movie. Well, Hugh that Jackman, too, but. Yeah, Hugh Jackman thinks he is because he's this creepy loner guy. Like, you know, there's obviously something wrong with him. Like typically, you're kind of stereotypical weirdo, you know, right. who you could totally see fitting the part of kidnapping a couple of young girls. Right. So basically, Hugh Jackman like kidnaps him the whole movie. Which is funny because he's right. But yeah. In the end. Kind of yeah, he's not so, wrong. Right, which is that that's kind of interesting way to 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 do it. Yeah. But yeah, you're basically just seeing a whacked out father trying to do whatever he can, no matter what to find his kid um and and that's i mean that that's that's mo that's the arc of the movie is, oh yeah is is hugh jackman just basically snapping um snapping on the cops and everything and then kidnapping 
um, Alex Jones and just holding him the entire movie, torturing him and everything, even bringing in uh, the the Birches into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The freaking the freaking then, climax, man. When um when they, they you know JJ and how kills a woman and then gets the daughter back and he's got to drive her to the hospital yeah. and he's got, like blood in his face. It's yeah. raining. I was like, oh, dude, I was like the edge of my seat. Like, oh. oh yeah, he's driving through. Now the only thing I'm calling BS on the fact that he didn't hit anything. There's no way he was I mean, driving sure. through that and didn't hit something. Yeah, no realistically, way. sure. Yeah. Uh, but that was oh, that's great because like I mean, the half the time the camera is just in the uh, behind the dash, looking out I mean, through the window, and you're like, you yeah. literally can't see anything in no. the, through the rain and the lights. I mean, if anyone's the, driven the girls, at night in the, the rain, like you can't see yeah. anything half the time. Yeah, no, and the girls been poisoned, so it's like a ticking clock. Oh yeah, too. that's fantastic. Yeah, that was yeah, that was fantastic. Um, it seems like it was just taken straight out of Batman Begins. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, with, bit, yeah. Uh, with with him trying to Rachel, yeah. bring Rachel back. So that was that was that was awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal the... was my favorite part of the movie, which I great. never thought I would say. His He's character great. was the most believable character. It was the most well-rounded character, and I thought it was the best written character out of everyone. He's sure. a cop. He's a really good detective who's basically solved yeah. all his cases, and and you know, and then this is kind of the one that he can't quite crack and kind of the first one and him trying yeah. to deal with that dealing with the parents dealing with his superiors like all this stuff i, I liked his character a lot hugh jackman's yeah. character annoyed me like i understand the character and i think it's right. uh, i think it's done like correctly probably but i still hate i hate that character like in every okay. movie i hate that type of character the huh. irrational family member and i know that's a real thing like i i get it but I still hate it. Like I don't like. I don't care about this guy. I care about his daughter, and right. obviously that. But I don't. I like the whole time. I'm like, you're a ho- you're a terrible person, and you're an idiot, and I don't care about you. Well, and then, I want I, you to go to jail. At the well, end then of the I guess movie. it's good. I guess it's good that you kind of have the little ambiguous ending at the end with the the whistle. So it's like, does he hear him or does he? Oh not? please, so, no! That's not an ambiguous ending. That's just a not night, really. That, that's just a good way to end the movie. I thought that yeah, was, it was a good way. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. That the filmmaking in here is very unconventional in oh, parts. Didn't even know he's great. There's very weird cuts in this movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Very strange scene cuts where yep. that are not typical for for a Hollywood movie, such as what the one of the ones that really stood out was when he first kidnaps Alex Jones because mm-hmm. you literally see him, you know, going with his dog and then he gets out with the gun to go and get him. And then it just cuts. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're just in the house and you're like, what? Like, that's not norm. That's not normally where it would cut. Like, uh-huh. you, you know, it, so there was many of those moments where I was like, it, it, but it, but in doing that, it keeps you kind of off balance throughout the movie, which is absolutely obviously the point. So I thought yeah. that was really good. And then right up to the end, when it doesn't actually end with the ending, it ends right before the ending. And yeah. so I liked, I liked yeah, that perfect. too. I, I thought that was done really well. Um, I saw that coming a mile away as I'm sure everyone sure. did, but sure. I thought that was really well done. Still clever. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It was, it was great. Very well written. A little thing with the ending with the whistle and all. Now I don't know why there was a whistle there. That didn't make any sense. Uh, but... Cause the daughter was in there at one point and she left it in there. But but she didn't because she never had the whistle in the first place. No, the friend did. Wait, what? 
the her fr- the other girl who gets released. They, at one point, I remember they mentioned she had a whistle on her. Why would she have a whistle also? Because they're girls. I don't know. They're little girls. I don't know. But I remember them explaining it. Trust uh, me. Okay. Well, that seems like a stretch. But anyway, yeah. um, I liked that. Um, I'm not sure what else to say about the movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, it yeah, was done, done really well. It's not a movie well. that you think you would enjoy, yeah. Because, yeah, it's pretty depressing. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. All right. Um, okay. So, oh, shoot. I just exited out of the things. Oh, well. Prisoners has like an 80% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty low, I thought. And it's like an 87% uh, viewer rating. It's got an 8.1 on IMDb. The movie came out September 20th, 2013 in the U.S. Um, It had a $46 million budget. It made over $120 million worldwide. So uh, pretty pretty profitable movie there. Yeah, yeah, Denis Villeneuve, I mean, like, this Sicario and then Blade Runner is like I will I will immediately watch anything he does. All right, so now it's time for us to move on and pick the next movies before we get to the hour mark for starting God. the next part of the thing. Every time it's too much stuff going on. Um. All right, so now it's time for us to pick movies that we're watching for next week. Um. Ian, do you know what you uh want me to watch? I do. Um. Oh, I great. figured. <laughs> don't worry. Um. It's not a good sign. I figured he knows it that quickly. No, no, don't worry. I've been giving you a lot of heavy movies lately, and you've been giving me a lot of comedies, so I, I thought I'd return the favor and give oh. you a comedy. Okay, interesting. You you claim to be an Edgar Wright fan, because you love Baby Driver. I do not claim to be an Edgar Wright fan. I claim to you be like... a Baby Driver fan. Alright, fair enough. Well, either I way... Like it. I mean, I like Edgar Wright fine. Yeah, either way, I'm gonna have you watch Hot Fuzz. What's that, Cy? I've I've tried to watch Hot Fuzz twice. So oh, uh, I'll shit. I'll get through I'll get through it this time. I mean I can pick something else then. If I no, 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 no. We're doing hot fuzz. Now okay. this is the thing, like I've I've seen Shaun of the Dead. I, I right. enjoyed Shaun of the Dead. I don't enjoy it as much as most people enjoy Shaun of the Dead, but I still okay. think it's a really good movie and I yeah. enjoy watching it. And so I did. I have tried to. I have started Hot Fuzz a couple uh, at least once, and then. I did not end up finishing. I don't remember why. I don't remember what had me not finish it. But it's one I've like meant to see all the way through because of all the stuff people talk about with it, with it being this perfect comedy action movie. And mm-hmm. so no, I no 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 no. I'm glad I'm glad you did that because that that makes me now get through the whole movie. And it's definitely one that I need okay. to have seen all the way through. I mean, I yeah, I feel like I mean, there's so many other callbacks to other action movies and stuff and. Like famous action movie tropes and stuff. Like I feel like he would would enjoy it. So that's why I picked it. But yeah, I mean, no, no, yeah, no, no, I feel I, bad. no, 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 no. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad you picked it because I need to. I need to uh, see this movie all the way through, and I need to enjoy this movie. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to enjoy. It. Don't think you have to because I'm like I'm not a huge Edgar Wright fan. Obviously, I don't love Baby Driver like everybody else. But ah, you're the worst. But I, I do like Shaun of the Dead. And I did like this one. Um, but yeah, just Baby you know, Driver we'll is an absolute masterpiece and you're you should be ashamed of yourself for not liking the movie. you should be yeah. ashamed of yourself i'm telling you listen to the latest episode of junk food cinema yeah listen to another podcast that's better than ours um yeah and they literally did it on baby driver just just do it i'm telling you that's this movie is a free that movie's a freaking masterpiece okay anyway all right so what i'm gonna watch hot, fod, hot fuzz now i've been giving ian a lot of comedies recently right um 
so we're going to go back old school because again Ian, Ian, Ian's biggest problem is he's seen almost no movies like prior to like 1975 yeah. so that, that's, that's a big part of the list that I got for Ian here that's fine and so that's what we're going to do we're going to go back into the 70s okay. 1973 and you're going to watch one of the greatest films definitely of that time period you're going to watch The Sting Ooh. Paul Newman Robert yeah. Redford, Robert Shaw it's an absolute masterpiece directed by George uh, Roy Hill and this movie is fantastic and I think you're going to uh, I think you're going to enjoy this movie Good, yeah, I love me some Butch, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is uh, four years after that. Um, there you go. I, but I think that that's still better because that's just one of the all-time oh, greats. I mean, how do you? But, yeah, but this is that. right up there with that movie. I mean, this one's set in the '30s, and you know, it's it's this big on this big con. Basically, it built builds up to and. A lot, a lot of pieces with it. It's very, it's there's a lot of stuff for like a Hollywood movie from like the seventies. There, there's, there's a lot going on in this movie. Okay. And it's, 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 it's really good. It's one of the best from Newman and Redford. Oh no, I'm looking forward to that. All right, so that's what we're gonna do for next week. I'm watching Hot Fuzz. Ian is watching The Sting. And now, uh. Well, I guess real quick, do you want to just talk about any movies we've seen recently? I know we're already an hour in, so I yeah, just want to do it real quick. There's only yeah. three for me. Oh, go ahead. All right, I've seen two in theaters. I saw a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers movie. This movie was fantastic. Ian, you have to go see this movie. Do I? Yes, yes, you do. It is, it's wonderful. It is one of the most feel-good movies you will ever see. And it is just perfect to watch, especially just now. It's just movies are not made like this anymore. Well, and it was so nice. Everyone in it is fantastic. Tom Hanks, it's like for the first five minutes, you're like, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks. And then after that, you don't even think about Tom Hanks until the movie ends. And then they start playing a clip from uh, at the actual Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And then it throws you off because the voice is so different. Right. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Like, you completely forget that it's even Tom Hanks. And it is, it's just, it's so nice. That That's the best way to describe it. It's so nice. It's this cynical journalist, very much like you, Ian. Oh, sure. And having to write a piece on Mr. Rogers, basically going in like, all right, what's this guy's stick? Yeah. And it, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it it's it's okay. it's really nice. Um, so yeah. that was great. Then I saw Twenty One Bridges. That was not good. Uh, yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, I I was excited for this movie when I first I heard about too. it. Like Chadwick Boseman, you know the producers, the Rooster Brothers. Looks, you know, I'm all for cop movies, sure. uh, cop chase and stuff, manhunt movies. And this one seemed like it was different because right off the bat, it's like, all right, this massive cop, ki- you know, killed like seven cops, and they're having to hunt them down. All this. And of course, it just turns out that you they try and make you feel sympathy for the cop killers and the cops are actually the corrupt uh, bad guys. And it's just like, oh again, God. every movie like we've been seeing this for decades. It's like yeah. it's the same thing. Oh, that's so tired. When, when one of the like and of course, and this is another thing, I don't know how much this means, but every single bad person in the movie is white. Like of every there's one 
of the corrupt cops that's black and that's oh. it. every single other bad character is white so, yeah like wall um, street yeah rich white I, guy. I, they, they don't that's not ever like harped upon or mentioned oh, it's just a good. thing that you just notice where you're like oh every even the main cop killer is white and, and you know then the sympathetic one is the black guy i i, I mean i got that from the trailer yeah yeah and it's just like and you know then when he gets shot it's like oh he's un he was unarmed and surrendering to chadwick boseman one of the other cops shoots him and then he's like oh, dying God. and chadwick boseman's like sitting there holding his hand you're like i don't care you're part of the oh. cop killers like i don't okay. care yeah i'm glad this movie is so it's just then. like it's not it's not good there, there's That's nothing a, i thought it was something gonna be something a little different and it's right. not it just delves right into the same tropes we've been seeing for decades well in, then in all, all the so. all the reviews are spot on then yeah it's not good um and then uh just the other day i watched pain and gain michael bay movie oh, with mark God. Wahlberg and dwayne the rock johnson this movie is horrible but in the Terrible. best way have you seen this I have. Oh my gosh, it's great. It's like everything me and my buddy Harris on my other podcast, Behind the Gorilla, about uh, uh, the weird things in wrestling. It's like I that if it was that. a movie. I, I can see that, yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's oh. so much fun. Like, it's awful in like the most fun way possible. It is not a good movie, but man, oh. it was fun to watch. So, um, yeah. I, I think it did exactly what it was trying to do. And that's where Michael Bay, I think, shines and stuff like in ridiculous stuff like this. Oh, for sure. And and then Mark Wahlberg and The Rock and uh, Anthony Mackie are all enjoyable to watch. And uh, and then oh gee uh oh freak what's his name um uh, Monk. Oh, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, who who's the kidnapped guy? He's the right. best part of the movie. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, there's not much I have to say about the movie. Bodybuilders who kidnap a rich guy to try and take all his money. It's it's right. ridiculous as it sounds. But it it's 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 stupid and enjoyable. But anyway. Yeah. I don't know if you've well, seen anything. Uh, I saw two movies. One movie I saw was an Amazon movie, The Report, with uh, Adam Driver about the, you know, CIA report that came out about their, you know, interrogation tactics and torturing. Mm-hmm. Uh not good it's boring <laughs> uh freaking vice was the producers of it and as soon as i saw that i was like oh god no yeah that's, and, a, bad, sure that's no. a bad idea uh yeah because they're a joke and yes, and the movie are. was too uh it's boring adam driver's great i still love him and everything i see him in um love him as an actor but even he couldn't save this movie so don't watch it all right uh, i won't and the only other movie i saw was apparently the greatest movie of all time uh but according to me i'm just the the outside weirdo on this one uh, i saw the irishman or I tried to at least. Um, <laughs> I saw that, and it's funny. You're one of two people I know that said the exact same thing and quit 90 oh, minutes in. I met another I, I, guy, totally unrelated, who said the exact same thing at 90 minutes. God, I'll buy him a beer. I thought I was the only one. Like, clearly, I'm seeing five star, five star, better than, better than taxi driver, better than this, better than everything. I'm like, good God. I'm like, am I just? And like, I'm seeing. I'm also seeing people say like, it just flew by. I'm like, it flew by. I'm like, what are you, it's a movie about aging gangsters. Literally, the last shot of the movie is Robert De Niro alone and dying in the, in the nursery home, completely Wait, how alone. How do you know that? Let's get the head. I, like, <laughs> I had to see it. And it ended exactly as I thought. Like, uh, it's, I mean, it's like it's like Goodfellas, but it's not even as fun as Goodfellas. Like, Goodfellas Good... is long and dense, but it's enjoyable to watch. It's energetic. Like, yeah. the, the, the editing, the, the writing, like, this is not it. This is like... Oh my God! It is. 
I mean, it's I mean, it's all the same tropes. It's a freaking Italian mob just backstabbing and killing each other. They're awful human beings. Like Robert De Niro, like the first thing he does when he starts to get success, it's like he leaves his wife. Like he doesn't even like get into it. He's like, I literally just saw a chick at a restaurant, thought she was pretty, and then the next thing he talks about leaving his wife. I'm like, oh great, so he's a he's a swell guy. I really want to root for him. Right. And then he just like people, but I guess you know, complex writing, your characters have to be you know, uh, fractured and, and damaged, whatever. But, um, oh my God. And like the worst thing I've seen is that people say this movie should be nominated for best special effects. The special effects were terrible. Like <laughs> if, if it was anybody other than Scorsese, people would be ripping this movie over the de-aging because it looks terrible. I wow. kid you not. They have Robert De Niro who's 74, I think. And they're trying to make him be a 30 year old. I kid you not. It is literally like his, like, story about how he was a young guy and brought into the mob and he's literally supposed to be a 30 year old so the weird de-aging effects which just make it weird makes him look all like glossy and like out of focus and he's got these ridiculous cgi blue eyes that are just the, the bluest eyes i've ever seen before um so like wait wait, wait 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 but the bluest eyes you've ever seen before it, yeah it's like it's are they like, bluer than ivan drago's from rocky four yes Wow. Okay. Like they, they, they don't match with the rest of the like the color grading of the film. It's like you can see him from a mile away. It's like what? <laughs> like it's so bad because like his face looks looks like he's fifty. Again, they're trying to pass him off as a thirty year old. His wife is like thirty. I'm like what? And then, but his movement is still him. It's still Robert De Niro acting. So like you can see him like his he's hunched over. His hands are all like crippled. And like there's a scene where like he's the young guy. And he goes and beats up this guy who, like, touched his daughter. And, dude, it is so, like, sad looking. Like, it's this one long shot of him, like, throwing the guy out a window and then, like, coming and stomping on him. Yeah. And, dude, the stomps couldn't kill an ant. They are that. <laughs> this is a 74-year-old man trying to act tough. And, like, Joe Pesci, is, I don't even know what age he's supposed to be. I guess he's supposed to be, like, 50. He still looks like he's 80. It looks like he's the same age now. Um, uh, Al Pacino looked good. I, I'd be the only. I mean, he looked like he was younger than he does now. But oh, it was so distracting. And and I I know people genuinely love this movie. I don't doubt it. But I also do feel like a lot of people are are just saying they do like it because it's Scorsese and it's a three hour, three and a half hour epic about Jimmy Hoffa. And so the, it has to be good. Yeah, it has to be good exactly. But I couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't. Yeah, I I I I'm notorious for not liking to watch um long movies. Um I don't I don't you know me, I don't mind. I love Braveheart. I watch I watched Two Towers last weekend, the extended I, edition. I, I have no problem. I do mind long movies. There's sure. there's a there's a select handful that I don't mind and one, uh, obviously Braveheart is right. uh, Braveheart the Godfather, you know. Uh even Gladiator to me is long. Oh, I, I think Gladiator's amazing, but I remember the last time I watched it. It's been a few years. I remember the last time I watched it, it was like, man, this movie is a, is long. I watched the director's cut. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but there's a handful that I don't, you know, that I don't, obviously, some of those. But anyway, um, so that that's a thing where I'm like, I, I don't have a whole week to, like a whole weekend just to watch this one, the one movie. And, and then, and then I saw some stuff that you said and some other people, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, this, nothing really appeals to me about this movie. Trust me. Trust me. It's like, it's not, again, if you don't care about a million different Italian names being thrown at you and little stuff and and don't turn your back and don't ever rat out anybody, even though we'll kill you anyway, because we don't like you. It's like, right. 
You're not going to care, dude. Trust me. Okay. So those are the movies that we saw. 